Wednesday, 1st of November, 2023. Maybe today. Therefore, do what we tell you. We have four men who have taken a vow. Acts 21, 23. The words more literally say, This, therefore, do what we say to you. With us are four men having a vow on themselves. CG. In the previous verse, it was noted by the church leaders to Paul that those in Jerusalem would meet, and it would be made known that he had come to Jerusalem for the feast. They continue by saying, This therefore do what we say to you. James and the other elders have a plan that will hopefully convince the people of Paul still holding to the law and the customs of the people. Their recommendation is just that. They are not commanding Paul to do what they suggest, but have devised a path that will make it open and public that he has remained faithful to the precepts of the people. That plan begins to be explained with the words, With us are four men having a vow on themselves. Israel was given laws concerning vows within the law of Moses. One of them was a Nazarite vow, carefully recorded in Numbers 6. Other vows and their binding nature upon the individual are recorded in Numbers 30. It is generally accepted that the vow now mentioned in Acts is dealing with the Nazarite vow. Charles Ellicott, noting an ancient source, says that James himself lived his life under a Nazarite vow. The contents of the history say that, quote, No razor came upon his head, and he drank neither wine nor strong drink. End quote. Along with him, these four others had taken such a vow which was now expiring. They were apparently converted Jews that James was associated with. These vows were of whatever duration the person decided. It could be for a month, a year, five years, etc. When the vow expired, they were to follow a very precise ritual explained in number six. Certain offerings were made at that time, and others could identify themselves with the vow and its fulfillment by helping to pay the expenses associated with the offerings. Those offerings, as detailed in numbers, were as follows. Now this is the law of the Nazarite. When the days of his separation are fulfilled, he shall be brought to the door of the tabernacle of meeting, and he shall present his offering to the Lord. One male lamb in its first year without blemish as a burnt offering, one ewe lamb in its first year without blemish as a sin offering, one ram without blemish as a peace offering, a basket of unleavened bread, cakes of fine flour mixed with oil, unleavened wafers anointed with oil, and their grain offering with their drink offerings. Numbers 6, 15 to 15. Life Application Unlike the Old Testament, there are no particular vows detailed in the New Testament. However, the books of Psalms and Ecclesiastes are books of wisdom. These carry truths that extend to any given situation, whether during the time of the law or any other time. They speak of man's obligations before the Lord in a general way. In these books, the following words of wisdom are provided. Make vows to the Lord your God and pay them. Let all who are around him bring presents to him who ought to be feared. Psalm 76, 11. 
The psalm is not saying that we must make vows. The point is that when vows are made, they are to be paid. This is a simple truth that exists at any given time. If a man says to the Lord, I vow to give this thing to the church I attend, it would be inappropriate for him to later renege on that vow. Nobody made him make the vow. He was under no obligation to make it. In vowing and then not following through, he has essentially lied to the Lord. Solomon continues with this line of thought, saying, When you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you have vowed. Better not to vow than to vow and not pay. Ecclesiastes 4, 4 and 5. The Lord expects us to be people of integrity. If we are to keep our promises to those we interact with, how much more should we be willing to keep the vows we make to God? If there is a chance that we will not be able to fulfill that vow, it is better to not make the vow at all. Having said that, if you made a vow before becoming a Christian, and it was a vow contrary to the faith or to your life in Christ, why would you feel obligated to keep it? Christ is the one who paid all your debts before coming to him. That would include any such vow contradictory to your new faith. Use reason in such matters. Just be sure that any vow you make to God as a Christian, you do your utmost to fulfill it accordingly. O oh God, give us wisdom to conduct our lives properly before you. May we honour the commitments we make with others and with you. Help us to not speak rashly and later regret it. Instead, may we carefully consider the words that come out of our mouths. To your glory we pray. Amen. So we, we tell you what to do. Four of our men have made a promise to God. Acts 21 verse 23